Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, you're very welcome to this week's podcast, Blacksmiths and Wheelwrights. I'm Morris O'Keefe, and the Blacksmith's Forge was once a landmark at the crossroad in every village and town around the country. It was an integral part of life in the community, which has now sadly disappeared. And the way of life and the wonderful craftsmanship is captured in this podcast. It was a meeting place. I remember my young to see men sitting in the binge. They'd be counting nearly in the way. The blacksmith took his materials from the world around him and fashioned it into working tools. He made all their own tools. Oh, yes. And the blacksmith had great skill in shoeing a wheel and he constantly checked for accuracy. And with the water in it, it gradually be closing in and closing in, and you'd hear it crack in the wheel. He worked long hours into the night. From me, it's locking the morning, I live at night. Off a short house from Candlelight. And people called to the forge for cures. Uh, iron was supposed to have magical properties. And the blacksmith acted as the local dentist. Men with teeth and they'd be loose. Wheelwright and the skill he needed for his craft. People don't realise what it's like to rebuild a wheel. The furrier, his job was sometimes an occupational hazard. And he hit me in the, uh, right in the middle of the chest. So let's get started. I first travelled to Kennedy in County Offaly where I met blacksmith Jim Corrigan and he was with his neighbour Paddy Lowry. My father had first cousins in Kennedy blacksmiths. Do you hear me? Yeah. And I went in to live with them and work with them. So tell me about the, the blacksmithing now. You had the furrier, the blacksmith and the wheelwright. Oh, he was a blacksmith. Check his fight. Yeah, but he could show wheels. Showing wheels and tor- showing horses. They're just for showing wheels. You would describe that to me and how it works. You would get down, you see, the hope, the, you would get a big long stretch of a hope, but down in P.H. Jacobs wasn't the pattern. Right. Big heavy iron. And you get that in under an iron and you kind of bend that, bend it in bits and bits, and you'd measure it. At, and measure the wheel. You see, there'd be no hope on the wheel at this time. And you'd measure that and you'd put a little saw in it there both sides, you put that into the fire, and I'd be mostly blowing the bellows that time, but I'd have to stick it together with the sledge when he'd level it up and dance. Stick the iron together. 
and stick it again. Yeah. And that had been done so exact that if it was around that plate like the wheel, it had never store and it had be exact to feel. And when you'd have to throw water on it, you see, you'd have a big fire down. And the hope would swell in the fire. And it would be bigger than what it was when you were laughing at it. And with the water, then it would gradually be closing in and closing in. And you'd hear it crack in the wheel, the way it would close in on the wheel. But it still wouldn't burst the wheel. It would be the right size when it would cool off. Wasn't that great work? Well, you'd have 30 or 40 of them wheels outside and, and uh, be the wall to do. Maybe of a Saturday evening at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. I often went over them, the shirts took to me back. Did you? Yeah. yeah did, did, yeah. did, yeah. did I know it. I saw him at it. So there was a lot of traffic. Uh, in, it was all horses yeah, and yeah. that's the way the farmers worked at that time. Horses and ponies and all asses and all day. Yeah. They'd be coming all day to the forge up and down every day. I did there be forces in every village. Yeah. There'd be one in Kenham, so wasn't there, Patrick? That's right, there was, yeah. And I think there was one in Roscombe Row. I think there was, but there definitely was one in Kenham, so there was. Mm-hmm. There'd be in all the villages that time a blacksmith. Yeah, and, and he'd do a dairy of shoeing horses and ponies and asses and all like that. Now, there was other work going on in the blacksmiths as well. You did the making gates. Oh, was making gates, of course. You had to do anything the farmer wanted. You had to do it for him. You'd repair a plough if it was anything wrong with it. The coulters or coulters. The coulters or, or pints and all like this. Yes, and repair the You'd do all them. Harris. You'd piece a harrow. Yeah. Well done, a piece. And you know the pens would go down to the ground. Yeah. You'd piece them and pint them for to till the ground for the farm. Yeah. He'd live in all them. And was there? Um, I, I'm just thinking of all the the kind of the work that that went on in the blacksmith's place with mm. with the. He'd be kept going. Yeah. All day, and every day. I wouldn't be even able, when you be able to finish up to be more stuff around the forge than me. <laughs> but the noises and the smell. I'm just here. Uh, just you would the, 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 the banging of the anvil and. Uh, uh, well, you be there. You wouldn't know his that. Yeah. When you be working there, you wouldn't know his that. Yeah, and there must be heat, heat and dust and heat everything and from the fire. And Should the, the, the dust and they'd be as black as the snow. You'd be blowing the bellows or whoever would come in with a horse. Yeah. They could be blowing the bellows. Right. And poor old Jack would be working at the fire. Yeah. And I'd be abroad in the other house showing the horses, putting on the shoes, yeah. driving the shoes and finishing them off. Many a time I went into no. Yeah, I'd be at the hall day. I remember the front, the sweat came over the top of my head from solid hard gold. There was nothing on the horses that time. Nothing on the horses. Every farmhouse had a, had a pair of horses. Many generations of the Kelly family worked as blacksmiths in Tullamore County Offaly. Billy Kelly was the last generation to work in the forge there and he remembers a time when they were so busy that journeysmiths used to come and work in the forge? Well, they weren't plentiful, but they were, they were, they were, they'd come along up and down. There was a fellow by the name of Jack Grace. He used to come from P- Pucky and Nina. And he always said, I can go to Tullamore any time and go to Bob Kelly. And he, he'd stop as long as, long as, as long as he wanted to stay. 
the last fellow I remember coming here was a fellow by the name of Roberts from Dublin. That was the last fellow my father took in. Uh, what was being burned? Uh, Welsh coal. Uh, what happened during the war years then? When the, when well, the coal wasn't uh, coming in? There was a, a Protestant man and he, he came in and to see there's going to be a war and to see buy all the coal and nails you can now and if you want me to go to the bank which I'll go that was uh, Billy Champ's father Billy remembers the years that he worked as a farrier with comments from his neighbour Donny Gagan the farrier uh, done nothing only only the, the, the shoeing of race horses I only became a farrier like a fellow when I, when I went to Kilbreggan uh, you had to bring all your own tools, Bill, I presume. Oh, I had to bring all my own tools. Yeah. Would they have a, f- a forge as such themselves? Well, they had a, yeah, they uh, had, a, had a place that you uh, could set up in. Working in the forge can be a dangerous place. Billy recalls here the time that he was kicked by a horse. A few roses up and down. One, 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 one hit me straight between the, straight between the two ways. Another one, I went out, and she was lame on on one foot. And I done the other three, and I told her the woman says I would get me to the shed and we'll do the other one. And the bugger wasn't able to. To stand a minute before that, and the next minute he rose up in the two front ones and he let the hind ones fly, and he hit me in the, right in the middle of the chest, and he must have turned me head over heels because I was facing him. I must, have, I must, have, I must have done a somersault. The travelling circuses that would come to town. Did you ever get the opportunity to do their horses? I did. Tell me who now. Duffy's, Duffy's and uh, Courtney's. Fossils, was it? Fossils. I'd be maybe two or three days keep going, going through them. And Harry Linton. You, you remember Linton when they used to pull up in the Barrick Meadow? No, <laughs> that was before my time probably then. <laughs> they had a good show. I'm here with Philip Kelly uh, in Friars Hill. Friars Hill, Thomastown. Just, just outside Thomastown, a yes. lovely place. <laughs> Beautiful place. <laughs> yeah. Um, he got his name from the Friars in the Abbey, in Jerpoint um, Abbey. Do you know? Uh, who did you serve your time with? I served my time to my father, who served his time to his father. And I served it, his, my, his father was in the workshop when I started, but then he retired. So, uh, in the family, for a long time? In the time. family, for six generations, I am. Yeah. Of wheelwrights. Uh, the, the wheels in the mill yes. were, were, they were, well, there was two breast wheels in the mill. As we call it the big wheel and the little wheel. And they coupled them together to make one unit. When they, were, when they had full production. They used to work 48 hours, you know, they used to do the, whole, the round of the clock that time. They were very busy, and, and it was very, very good. And... They'd only close down on a Sunday Sunday night or Saturday night for Sunday and start up again Sunday night, do you know, at, at 11 o'clock. 
So it it, it was a, a a labor of love, I'm sure, that it you was. enjoyed doing. Oh that God, yes, you. yes. I mean, when you're people don't realize what it's like to rebuild a wheel. Yeah, rebuild a wheel. The smell of the river, do you know, and the smell of the moss on the wheel on the on the boards. There was 240 boards on the wheel, and each one of those boards had to be planed, bored, and fitted. You had backboards and pint boards. There were three, four. There were six boards on each paddle. Do you know? Mm-hmm. So, a lot of work. You wouldn't have to do them all at the one time, but I did do it. What, 16 years ago? I rebuilt the whole wheel in Thomastown. Mm-hmm. I built one in. in Two in Kells, above in Kells since then. And, you know, there's there's not much much um, demand, but there are not many people that can do it. Yeah. Do you know? I, I'm fascinated by your trade. Um, would you have to pick out certain kind of wood? And, and uh, what is What did you use? In, in the time when I started serving my time to it, you used nothing, only pitch pine. Pitch pine. But then... As the years went on, and as pitch pine got very, very scarce and expensive, we started to use poplar. Poplar is a very good timber, provided that you keep it either wet or keep it dry. And the saying is, keep me wet or keep me dry, and the heart of oak I will defy. Do you know what I mean? If you keep it wet, like when it could be on the wheel to be constantly going round, it'll be, it'll be moist all the time. But but you have to keep it dry if you want to keep it right as well. And and would elm ever come into this? Uh, no, elm wouldn't. No, or oak, mm. oak only for the breast gates and for the sluice gates. Oak has, oak has an acid in it that will rust any. At that time, we didn't have any steel like we have. <coughs> like we have now <coughs> treated that it will not rust. You know, like stainless steel and things like that. But oak will will rust any any iron. That, that has any contact with it. So in latter years we had we had just ordinary we had red deal and then in the end when a man by the name of Canis Hogan took it over, we wanted to do pitch pine and we got a price from, from Wales for pitch pine, but at that time he couldn't afford it either. But we put poplar on it and now he has steel on it, which is I wouldn't even go in and have a look at it because it defies everything. Mm-hmm. You know, steel and you know that the craft in a wheelwright is, as I was saying to you, the the, the outer wheel, which would be the big we call it the, the the water wheel, is turned by the force of the water, controlled by the height of the gate. That in turn turns the pit wheel. That's as a big metal wheel in the pit that has a splay on it that drives the bull wheel, right? Yeah. Then the bull wheel drives the spur wheel, and after that. The spore wheel drives the gear wheels, and the gear wheels do have to have timber cogs, where the bull wheel, the bull head, and the pitch wheel have metal cogs. Yeah, because the, the the gear wheels are so small and they go so fast that the noise of the if metal was against metal, the noise would be unbearable. So metal against, and it was beach, kill and dried beach that made the cogs and when they mesh in together you had quietness, you had no sound at all, it was marvellous that mm-hmm. was a great thing about it but when they go, you can't just replace one 
yet replace the whole lot of the cog wheels, the cogs in the wheel. And that's the way it was for centuries. Centuries, yes, mm. that's right. So you, you were you were carrying out um, the same design, same same idea uh, as as what would have been there in the mills in the, in the medieval period, but but only yeah. the difference would have been that it was all timber in the medieval times. Didi's mill, the spur wheel and the pit wheel were made out of wood. Now, <clears throat> that's the mill just below us here, that's uh, which is uh, across the way from Jerpoint Abbey. But there were so many mills. I mean, we had a mill down the river from up down the, at, the, at, the, at the hurling field. That was a, 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 flax, a flask, uh, flax mill. We had a brewery here in Thomastown. It's just down there at the bridge. And the, the barges used to come up from Minnesee and they'd be drawn by horses where they couldn't be pulled by men. And they had the key, the key wall in at the at the mill in Thomastown had the the rings on them where they used to bring the the barges up and put the 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 flour onto them and bring it back down to Inistig and out onto the tide. Yeah. I'm here in Ballyfin. I'm with Tom Good, a yeah. blacksmith. How how many generations of the goods were? None of us. Actually, only myself. You started. No. And when did you? I started. St- when did you start? I started at 17 years of age. And who who? I know me. That's a long time being. Uh, a long time. And, and still working here. Work I'm still working here. Yeah. Where, at 17 mm. years of age, who, who did you work with? I worked with a friend of my mother, Paddy Fair in Borisnosri. And he's dead, and his wife is dead, and, and he had no family. And he taught you. He taught me my lessons. <laughs> Five shillings a week. Five shillings a week. Five shillings a week for a long time. Most I have was one pound ten before I left. And we're right here at, at quite a busy road now from uh, Mount Rat into. Yeah, and a busy road. Mount it's a road here. Yeah. Of, well, road from Mount Rat and, and for, to Mount Merkin from, from here to Portlaoise again. Yeah. Two roads are divided out there to the corner. Five and six miles from each town. Go back to the early days mm. when you were blacksmithing. Uh, yeah. Tell me, what, what was it like? Well, God says and blesses nothing but black slavery. From me, it's locked in the morning till 11 at night. Off a short horse from candlelight. Did you? No, yeah. Because every farm had horse at that time, and they all wanted them to go in the spring for ploughing and for drawing out the old farm. They had me over to the water, and all was drawing horses at that time. Drawing turf off of the bog, and all horse work. Had to be done the poor horse, to go lay it, if you didn't show them. Yeah, well, we, we can hear the traffic now. There, was, there wasn't too much traffic. And the traffic in those days were horses. I mean, they, they were the... no traffic at all. But the, the horse was the, the all-important animal. The horse animal. was the all-important animal. It had to be well looked after. Yeah, well looked after and well fed. And you kept the first crop here for him and you gave him oats and food and all like that. And the mainstay, he took the mash in the trap, took the cart out if you were being in the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> even drove the beef with the horses. Yeah. And drove to the station with the pair of horses. And loaded at the, at the railway station. So you didn't get much schooling, did you? I got no schooling until I left off in the 14 year age in fifth class. Yeah. And straight into the blacksmith? Well, not really. I worked with a farm for two years. Was a boy, I was 14 left school and worked with a farm around the boat in the Aurora area. Yeah, we worked on for ourselves, you know what I mean? The forge at the crossroads in Ballyfin was a landmark for many years. Can you... I just see the anvil over there still. Yeah. Was that a well-worked anvil now? Or? 
That was that that idol could be five generations. Five that, generations. Yeah. I bought that for another man. He, he retired. Yeah. Just lift that now. Just go about lift. Oh yes, it's <laughs> a tongue weight. <laughs> yeah, but but that was the best implement in the force at that time. All oh, the work I that, all oh, fire welding and punching holes and no deal at that time. Yeah, in the all places. You go up a pole for like sixty one time. You never connected it after. You never connected it. Never connected. Can I bring you outside the door no. a second? Yeah. Because yeah. on the way in, I spotted where you you would have. Uh, you put the bands on the wheels. Yeah. And who, who were your customers? Who, who were kind Every of farm around the place. Yeah. Farm here. We worked for everybody. And what about the estate inside? Oh, the estate had my best customer. Yeah, yeah. four or five horses, you know. Some wheels like that. Then the time changed. I remember the tractors come in then and you could see work dying down. Yeah. Horses going and wheels showing going and all is that going, you know. So, uh, you lived through that big change. God, I lived down through that big change, isn't I? No other one. What that? Peter Blake, that. This is it now. This That's is it. What, now. What exactly would happen here? You get your wheels. They're bringing the pair of wheels off the house car to you. To hope the band falls off. Off them. With dry weather. You cut the band. Make the band maybe take off and eat smaller than the wheel. You understand me now? You lay your wheel down upon that. You have your fire there. Your hopes are all in the fire. And they pick him up with a, a flange. I want him still, eh? I want the flanges to pick him out still. Yeah, don't want the wheels. You know, when the iron reddens out, it expands a lot. So I don't want the wheel. Cold with water. Flip the wheel, and the wheel is down. How long did it take you to do that? No, it did. It's a matter of when I started my time, you see. Hold the wheel. We had... We had... We had 28 wheels to be in one day. You could do 28 wheels yeah, yeah, in one yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how many working here with you then? Would work with me? Yeah. Oh, no, but you always worked on me out. You just worked to yourself? Oh, I worked on me out. I worked on myself. Worked all night. I know she thinks it's hours. Yeah. <laughs> no hours. <laughs> no hours. <laughs> when you're working for yourself, I worked here two or three nights, all night, so till the... I was going out to work here on board in the morning. In the morning. Yeah. Walk away. But making hot shoes for the for the day and have really to come in. Did you ever get injured? What? Huh? Did you ever get injured in the job? I got a kick once from a horse in Burris Nursery. <laughs> <laughs> and the box I was dead. You the hub up there, but it would mean the hub. What if I were late? I don't know what you mean. That's the guy go up and walk away and finish the horse. Now, that's the only bet no I ever got. So you, 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 you watched yourself out. Well, you feel the horse going from you, you know what I mean? You didn't let go. Oh, yeah. He was going to hit you, you know. You, you, know, you feel him doing that, you're the hoof. So you, you, know you, I mean? you went to get out so of you the way. You and I show now, we say, you have the, you have the front hoof between your two knees. You nail in the way. You feel that going, just do that and let off. Yeah. Then he settled down again, you see. He might say the horse, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was a smoke. Yeah, yeah. Be off the hoofs. Oh, God in my heart. Fifty-three or four years ago. Well, is it hard? There's those pieces for pulling off the shoes. The old shoes. There's the rasp. 
fire in the holes. Show a knife, oh hell. Middle and gold one. <laughs> huh? I do some more you about half of my feet. That's pulling out the old clinches. Oh yes, yes, indeed. And I had to bite him down. Yeah. And that's the little lad clipped up the clips. You know, he turned down the nail. Yeah. He get that behind the clip and set them over here and I pulled it through the hoof. That was nailed to it. I see. My next visit is to Wren in County Leash to meet blacksmith Mike Flynn. I'm in a place called Wren, isn't That's it? right. And I'm with Mike Flynn. That's right. A retired blacksmith That's now. That's right. And you worked at the game, I'd say, all your life, well, did you? Well, I started, I, done, I left school at 14. My education was very limited. The schools, the school that I went to, there was very little in the line of books in it. And uh, there was only two, a map and another old thing hanging on the wall. Uh, the principal teacher was uh, Mr. O'Mahony of uh, a Corkonian. A very nice man, and uh, we got on well. Sure, I got a couple of skinnings, but I think I earned them all, too. Is it possible to wear out an anvil, tell me? Yes. Uh, for two reasons. One is bad workmanship, and the other is it was too cheap to start with. Then there was a lot of different types of anvils. There was a uh, nailer's anvil, which I can show you, blacksmith's anvil, foundry anvil. There was different types, and you really needed an anvil to suit the job you were doing. And when you left uh, your uh, the person that uh, that you were working with, what was his name again? Frank Forrester. Uh, Frank, yeah. When you left Frank, where did you go then? Uh, did, did you set up on your own? Or? I did, yes. Yes, I did, and uh, was often sorry. Uh, I got it very hard over the years. Uh, very hard. We were we 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 had a lot of money. We had five children. I was very lucky. I had a good wife. So you yeah. found a tough. Girl. I did. I did. I never. I never had time. a lot of money. I'm not sure when they invented a stud. A stud was a small thing that went into the heel of the shoe and sometimes you put four in the shoe two in front as well and they were marvellous to keep the animal from slipping there was a little inside in them that never wore out when the outside had wore down it would break off they were dear at the time and uh, but it was a fine idea it cushioned yes. the, uh, the 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 the, I suppose the travelling for the horse. Every time the horse's foot would come down on the, the road. The was for road animals like dray horses, driving ponies, milk ponies, and uh, post cars. The post car was a pony in them times, uh, and of course there was no petal, petal ration and everything. You know, I'm going back a long way. But there's stuff there now that people wouldn't understand. There's, there's two little things now, and uh, they were for ringing pigs. They were for putting rings in, in pig's nose. Uh, that's a smaller... Oh. They were for putting treads on... Uh, well, when we used to be making the harness, and we used to tread the end of the pin and that. And that was a, a nods. That was a carpenter's tool. It was a, a, a side edge for uh, shape and timber. That was one of the old bill hooks. Now, that there, that is a, a penknife. That was issued to the soldiers in the First World War for uh, 
mostly horse soldiers because um, that was just the blade for ordinary work, cutting tobacco and that. And this was for opening the cans of bully beef and that. And now this one here was for cleaning the horse's hooves. It's just a spike. That was for cleaning the horse's hooves with stones or... Is it, isn't that very stuff. interesting? No, they, they, they must be very rare. Indeed. No, that, that is very rare. That penknife is very rare. Uh, that um, thing there, that was for... Uh, Boarding hay sheds when people started putting up hay sheds then after the war well a good bit after the war and uh, that was one of the tools you had for boarding the pillars how did that work well you had a small thing you just clapped against the pillar and then you worked this handle here and there's a screw inside that kept putting the pressure on the bit and this was one of the bits here for boarding the holes yes now those are all the forged holes different they're called tongues uh, for different all for different jobs uh, that is a, a spear now that's in my family oh, well over a hundred years would it be something like from the 1790s? Uh, it would be it's from that period yes it's from that period but I haven't the story it come it. from do you know I, uh, in my about? family is all they, they would ever tell me they, they wouldn't commit themselves. No, I never got the story of it. Now, that is the slaying or the slawn for cutting the turf. Many is the day's work I've done with that. Then were the old wedges for splitting timber logs. There was a lot of timber cut during the war and uh, sent up to Dublin where there was, fern was very scarce. That is the rasp for, uh, for dressing the horse's hoof. And uh, that is an old board of a swing plough a number two swing plough, Willie Lines in Mount Melly, and I remember the foundry working in Mount Melly. And uh, that's the only thing I have from the foundry, is the board of one of those swing ploughs they used to make. These are all handmade tools. Oh, yeah, oh, yes. You, you made the made, made, oh, yes, we made all our own tools. Oh, yes. And well, practically all. And you knew exactly what you wanted. Oh, no, yes. So, so you knew that, for example, this striker here, this, this hammer. No, uh, no, 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 no. Excuse me, that isn't a hammer. That is a fuller. All you done was you held that along on the shoe, and a man with a sledge struck it. And you just moved it along the shoe to make this track in the shoe called a fuller. Yes, I'll, 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 I'll demonstrate now for you. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's an old shoe. And that's the, the tongs for holding. So you, uh, you took the shoe over the fire and you left it on the anvil and you see, and you kept going around like this with the fuller and the striker kept striking the top. So you got, then you drop that and you reach for the other one for the nail holes. You moved along. And, and, and that's how the horseshoe was made. That is how the horseshoe was and made. And what about measuring? Did you, did you have a, a, such a thing to, to measure the hoof of the horse? Before There's an old saying, the blacksmith's eye was the carpenter's rule. For two reasons. One was, there was no steel rules then. Well, there was just a makeshift of a thing, but uh, there were all timber rules, folding timber rules, and you couldn't put a timber rule against the hot iron. It wouldn't be practical. No, it wouldn't indeed. <laughs> so, uh, like, you had to, to, to use your eye. And uh, that's the old fire. I never had a, non, um, a bellus. It was always a, a fan that I had. I'll switch it on for a second, but only a second, because you'd be all dust. And what would that do now? That would, that would start yeah. to... No, it was here. 
this was the fire in around just a small ring about a foot in circumference and uh, you had uh, the pile of coal that's the bag of coal you had the pile of coal there on it special coal from Swansea in Wales if you could get it during the bar was that good coal? yes did you ever use turf? Oh well, yeah, the turf would be no use in a forge fire. We use turf for binding wheels, putting the binding on the, the on the cart wheels. But the turf would be no use in a forge fire. And of course, you had to have a leather apron. The leather apron is hanging up there beside yes. the door. Yes. It's a long time now since you opened this place. I bet you is it? Yeah, Young's Forge was a height of activity for well over a hundred years on the Causeway Road in North Kerry. On a visit to the family home, Dennis Young opened the doors of his family's business for the first time in many years. And there I spoke to him and his two neighbours, Mick Horgan and Mike McGrath, and they were both great characters. Oh, look at the anvil in the centre of the floor here. Of course, we're right beside the road here. And, uh, yeah. 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 Well, well, I never. Did you ever? What a colour house your liver. Well, That's the answer. My gosh. And the answer was always on the log of wood. There are the tongues there. That's the tongue. And was the fire going here all day then? No, it wasn't. There was two fires one time. That, that, I, that, see, that, that one thing. That fire was out here. There was one there and one there. And then the bellows had to be at the back. It would be a huge thing. be a huge bellows with a handle for it. But you had to keep the brush out. I knocked it in and built that there and put on a fan. But years ago, before my time, there was two, two fires. And, and, of course, this tradition went back in your family. Was your father a blacksmith as well? Was, my grandfather, my great-grandfather. <laughs> and did they all work out of here? As by the, uh, I, I say so. Well, the forge, the forge, part of the house there near the road, that's it was the forge in the beginning. And then to the part of the, he, he made two rooms, he made two rooms out of it, then onto the house, like, and then built the forge here. Yeah. Before ever I came into the world. <laughs> Mick, did you know Jack? Your father was Jack, wasn't Jack, he? Yeah. Did you know Jack? I knew Jack very well because one of his exclamations was, You be careful. You know that? Yeah. And it was a great meeting place. A lot of people came in here and, and, and chatted away, didn't they? That is indeed talking. Especially this time they know when they come to you. When you should be very careful. There'd be always a conversation going on, and if, if we went home, I don't met anyone on the road, and there was some little bit of a big story, and uh, someone would say, "Why do you hear that? I heard it at the forge. They were saying it at the forge. There'd be only one room be left into the forge anymore. You were a young fella. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest job of all ever here, look. Well, I mean, this is an action of a car, of a car. And that'd get warned until later, actually, the brother had to suffer all. That'd wear the woodens, like, it'd wear down there from time. And then you'd get a piece of two by three, two, two, two and a half by three quarters, and 
build it out and weld it onto that there to build it up again. So, and, and of course that's old pig iron and, and that oh, would be yes, fairly, yes. fairly, and fairly then The heat of the fires would have. And in the summertime then, this, you'd have to do it in the summertime because out of all the, there'd be, in the wintertime they'd be taking out all the manure in the fields and the cows would be idle. So in that, that's the time when the weather was warm that you'd have to do the action in the fine weather. <laughs> the heat of the fires was <laughs> So, uh, w- would that be an axle now for... Um, a trap or a, a, no, a, a, horse, a, a, a horse car. Horse car, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it was it lucky to come into a blacksmith's place and uh, uh, something to do with the water? Was it was there something to do with the water? There was. Uh, yes, there was in the story about the fellow that came in for the forge water, and he said he had a bottle, and he said just there, go there. Oh no, I see you must fill it. Shogs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're supposed to fill it anyway, you don't just know, you can take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. There was Peshogs associated with the forge water. A talk, you, you see. I don't know if they but there was a lot of that thing attached to everything that time. There was, yes. There was. Yeah. He'd worked the push. that was a common saying, he'd worked the Peshog on you. They were yes. a, a dreaded type of character. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. And years back, I had before my time, and a man said I used to pull the teeth in the forge. And men with teeth and they'd be loose, and they wouldn't be dentist. And the section that put a cord around it. And the, my grandfather, they said he was red and iron, and he'd put up your loop on the tooth. Sure, <laughs> the exact the tooth. It's yeah. like the two. Uh-huh. The tight the, the, the peak on it and the peak on the point, I call it. Of the anvil this there, is yes. Around yes. Up there. And then he's written it in the fire and you come on then you put up your route. <laughs> My next visit was to Nolan's Forge at Rare Cross County Tipperary. The forge there was always a great meeting place and that's where I met James Nolan, who spoke to me about the craft of blacksmithing and wheelwriting that went on there for well over a hundred years. James, we're here by the, the, the side of the road, uh, and I, I'm sure this was uh, a busy road in your time, well, uh, with, with, with the horse and car and the horse I and went to and a wet day, I didn't really find the next use to come to the workshop. I remember my young lad to see men sitting in the binge. They'd be counting nearly in the way, and they'd be tracing the doll men. I can remember the way doll men used to trace. Do you know? They'd be say who was such one related, and they, 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 they were great to trace. Yeah, yeah, a great place to tell stories as oh, well. Oh, indeed, yes. Here. Can you take me through the, the the machinery? Show me now exactly how oh, yes. how, how you'd make a wheel. <laughs> well, of course, you you you. When, when that's the finished product on the lathe, and uh, then you put it, you put it on the wheel stool. This is called the a wheel, wheel stool. Yeah, you can throw it in that now to to, to mattress you to make all your mattresses, uh, and, and you have four four places there for to stop the to keep the wheel study. And uh, when you your mattress is made in, you fit your spokes. And uh, your driver's forks in, and uh, hang him, and uh, then you put on your fellas. And when you're putting on your fellas, you can widen out your, you can widen out your stool like that, the which you want it, so that when you will be putting on the fellas, 
julkus bespoktejer. Spoktejer der, spoktejer der, and you squeeze them in because you have to lift tight and so that you know to be to be narrower in here than it would be to be wider out here. So to get in the past the white place, you have to. Now each one of these spokes are tapered. You see the way they're tapered. Oh yeah, yeah. So how would you measure that exactly? You know, to have them all. That was the first thing I don't know when I came in was uh, what used to call it was dress and spokes. I remember two girls across the road and they asked me what I was doing. <laughs> and she said I was dressed in smoke. They were day laughing at it. <laughs> but that's what it was. That's what it was. You dress him, yeah. Yeah, and then the front now even. It's more, well, that one isn't now. They come into a V there and been up there. Yeah. And when you were finished the timber work then, and, and you finished the timber when, work. when you got your, your spokes on, then you put your. You put your fillers on. Your, this was called the fellows, yeah. The fellows, yeah. The, I would say it was called the fellows. And then you had to put uh, you had to put your iron band o- oh, yeah, over yeah, that. Yeah. Now, how, did, how was that done? Oh, because it was a big job too. A big fire down <laughs> and redden the band. And uh, you'd have to leave. Uh, tightening they used to call it for that, so that the band would go on you know and uh, to, to squeeze and to go on and uh, when you when you throw hot water on the band in on the red band to the expander you know to, 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 to tighten it, 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 it would shrink and yes. to keep it all together yes, then yeah, yes, yeah. 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 and uh, you put a, a uh, the last thing that went in it was the box. Uh, when you shoved into the the cart, the cart itself, the axle, the, 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 the axle of the cart, you put in the wheel at each side and a link spin keeps it in. But uh, that's the box. You have to have that box for the... Now, would they be all different sizes for the, the, the size oh, of the, the wood, different carts? They would, they would. Yeah. They would. Uh, oh yeah, I, I finished the work in my mind. Don't go into that hole there. Uh, <laughs> okay. What was I going to say to you? That's it. You see the, the hollow there now? That was the pit, the saw pit. And I was only young then. I'd be down there and uh, the saw pit like was only made of timber. A post there and a post there and a, cr- uh, a stretcher across that you'd live up your tree and uh, when you'd be cutting it. My father would be overhead and I'd be underneath, thrown up the saw and he'd uh, direct it and make it, he'd follow, to, to follow the line like until it's cut. So you cut your, uh, your trees into planks. So it, it really started at the very, very basic, you know, the, 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 a trunk of a tree would come in here. Oh, that's right. Uh, and you'd start making your planks out of that's the, right, the, the trunk right. of the tree. And that would happen here at the side of the workshop. That would happen here at the side of the workshop. And my last visit was to the Edwards Forge near Clonmacnoise in County Offaly, where I met Dan Edwards, who had continued the tradition of blacksmithing and wheelwriting. Dan Edwards, uh, a blacksmith here, living not too far away from Clonmacnoise. What's the name of the... Clonfandler. Clonfandler. The meadow of the fair lake. We have a lake, which is uh, not a lake anymore now. It's, a, it's on the verge of Bordnamona Bog, and uh, 
the development of the bog drained the loch. Have you always been living here? I have. I was born here and, and started. My father was a blacksmith before me. In, uh, this, in this premises here? Well, across the way there. And uh, <coughs> when I, I left school at 14 and started working with him and been working here ever since. <laughs> <laughs> God help me. <laughs> And you've seen a lot of changes in, I have. in the business. <coughs> I have seen a lot of changes. Uh, the The business was going downhill in, after the Second World War. You know, the, the, the machinery began to take over. For instance, the, the Ferguson, the Grey Ferguson tractor became the, the, the replaced the horses. You worked with your father and you worked with the old... Oh, I did, yes. Uh, the, yes. With the anvil and... The, uh, yeah, and, and showing wheels. There's the stone is over there still that we found the wheels, the wooden wheels, you know. Will, will you show me uh, how exactly did, did, did that work? How did you... Well, uh, first of all, the, the farmers brought the wheels, the wooden wheels here, and we made a steel band to go around them, measure the measured the wheel with a yeah. uh, runner and uh, cut the, the straight iron and then bent it until we got it exactly right. And uh, it was constant work, you know. They had to um, keep them, the tools of the, the farming equipment going, you know, ploughs and harrows and uh, grubbers and all the rest had to be repaired constantly. Was, was the forge a, me- a meeting place for...? Oh, it was, yeah. Yeah, in the mornings. And uh, as well as that, in this area, people, they, they didn't, they hadn't many bicycles and of course there were no cars. And they would cross the fields, you know, there was no remarks, you could cross anybody's field. You wouldn't walk down through the middle of a crop of corn or something, but you go on the headline. But you went from one place to another, there was, um, you know, across uh, from Ballyhurt to here, only a short distance by coming the field but it would be a long distance round the road and they'd come probably to get the sock sharpened in the morning when they'd be out ploughing and uh, uh, or the call for the plough or whatever they needed on and uh, um, there was a constant demand you know for for I suppose you could say that the farm and the rural farming area couldn't survive Without a blacksmith, fire and water was used, and and it was very important. There was a lot of folklore and 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 uh, I suppose superstition attached. To well, uh, uh, rather than fire and water, I think it was uh, iron. Iron, uh, iron was supposed to have magical properties. Probably going back to you see, uh, iron wasn't invented until after I think the bronze and all that, uh, and. Uh, was supposed to have magical properties and then the blacksmith uh, he was only tradesman who could make his own tools you know he all he needed was uh, a lump of iron and he could forge uh, uh, whatever he wanted you know the, the tongs for holding the iron and uh, uh, chisels and uh, punches and uh, all the rest of the tools and uh, uh, he, he was uh, looked up to you know a, a, a because of that, and usually when uh, when people would um, kill an animal for eating, especially a pig or something, a portion was usually given to the blacksmith. But uh, well, he, he, he had to keep him 
<laughs> happy. <laughs> you know, if, if the blacksmith fell out with you, uh, you might have to go five miles to another one to get the horse shot. So we never did fall out with anyone. But uh, people, you know, they knew that they had to come and get the work done. And, and uh, there, would, uh, there were several things then. If, you, if a, a blacksmith really wanted to curse someone, he... He turned the anvil. He went out in the morning air at daybreak and very up. I think he had to go out in his pelt and uh, he turned the anvil. I think it was uh, know, many times, six or seven times, and he muttered incantations against the viewers. <laughs> so I never, we never tried it here. <laughs> <laughs> And what about the water? They said that that was very good for for. Oh, the, the water that the iron was cold and well, again that you see is more uh, showing that the iron had the properties rather than the water. The, the water that was used for cooling the iron was supposed to cure warts and and skin trouble like that, eczema and things. And uh, up to the um, very lately, there would an odd person come there looking for water to you know wash their hands in it. Well, we've come to the end of this week's podcast, Blacksmiths and Wheelwrights. I hope you enjoyed listening. And if you would like to hear the full interviews, you can do so by going to our website. That's www.irishlifeandlore.com and search for the relevant keywords. I'm Morris O'Keefe, and I look forward to bringing you another podcast next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.